Cybex the Bit Podcast brought to you by Cyclops for Tea, the NG. And today I have a special guest with me. Her name is Olivia Rose. Olivia Rose is a dynamic chief information security officer and proven executive leader with over 20 years experience building, transforming, and delivering successful IT and cybersecurity programs. She possesses rare blend of technical governance and business acumen and can easily articulate cybersecurity strategy and initiatives to both C-suite, board of directors, and technical audience. And today, our topic is cybersecurity and the business aligning with the strategic objectives. Stay tuned. Hi, uh, my name is Olivia Rose. Uh, I'm really happy to be here. I am a two-time chief information security officer. I have been in cybersecurity uh, for about 22 years and I love it. Um, and I love being on podcasts and, and talking about different subjects. So thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much, Olivia. You're welcome to the show. Okay. Yeah. Um, how can a business determine its risk tolerance in the case of a security incident? Uh, so the risk tolerance uh, is really defined by the nature of the threats that impact the business. So different different types of companies and different industries have different threat profiles. Um, different, for example, a uh, retailer such as uh, that that has stores such as Walmart. Uh, one of their uh, largest attack vectors are through the point of sale systems, but you wouldn't find that necessarily at manufacturer manufacturing companies. So it's important to look at what is your true threat landscape and then that impacts really the amount of risk that you're able to tolerate and it's important to have your executive team accept that risk tolerance because they have to tell you what they are willing to accept and what they're not because as you know um from your recent training right um that uh, there's no such thing as zero risk. There's always risk. So executives need to understand that and accept it as a tolerance. Mm, mm. Okay, okay. So um, as an organization, what are the steps to take plan ahead for faster recovery? Uh, so, um, well, hmm. So there's um, there's a few ways. You, um, ransomware, of course, is very connected to disaster recovery. So you have to you, nowadays you have to kind of expect ransomware to happen, right? That someone is going to come in and lock up and freeze your files and your customer data and try to extort money from you. It's what happens a lot nowadays, and so. 
disaster recovery is all about uh, continuing the business, reacting and responding to when a disaster happens. It's very closely connected to business continuity as well. So the steps to plan ahead is to make sure that you are able to recover what you need to recover um, in the order that you need systems to be recovered by order of priority. Okay. Hmm. Okay, I remember I worked on a project one time. I worked on security awareness organizations so i'm trying to ask now what risk can security awareness in organizations solve like can it really can it really solve anything by training set of employees or i don't know well <laughs> yeah security awareness is difficult um because Human people, human beings, the people, the employees, and the users—they—they they have the highest risk because human beings don't always act the way that you expect them to act, and human beings can be fooled as well by some very good phishing campaigns, and some of them are really very good, especially with the introduction of AI. Um, where you can be very easily fooled by to click on a link nowadays. So the security awareness efforts, such as training and reminders, can help to re- can help to increase employee and user awareness and understanding, but it can't ever really reduce the risk significantly because of the what I just mentioned people people do you have to you you have to expect the unexpected when it comes to users in your organization because they're human beings and also because the the attackers are getting better and better at fooling people into clicking on things that they shouldn't so it can't security awareness can't really solve risks but it can reduce risks Mm. Uh, the organization. Mm, thank you. More like humans are the weakest links, regardless. <laughs> yes. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So, um, it's important for smooth communication to be between IT professionals and product communication in order for everyone to be responsible security-wise. Uh, absolutely. Um, you, especially in, well, the board of directors sets the tone with executive leadership and senior leadership at your company, uh, when you're in security. And so it's very important to be able to translate technical concepts to executive leaders and the board of directors so they understand what the true risks are to the company because if they don't understand it you run the risk uh, of um what the board of directors and senior leadership not supporting you in your efforts and not being responsible and not giving you the budget and the headcount that you need to effectively protect the company so it's it's not just on the board of directors to try to understand 
risk. It's also senior leadership to understand it and push it down throughout the organization. And also to the security leader to understand how to translate and have the, have the risk truly resonate uh, upwards to the leaders. Uh, all of these players need to communicate well with each other so they understand where the other side is coming from. Uh, or else you're not going to get buy-in for security and it's not going to get driven down throughout the organization. And so you're you're fighting an uphill battle every day to try <laughs> to protect the company. Okay, thank you very much for Okay, so Olivia, I know that we have frameworks in cybersecurity. So how can organizations follow regulations, especially frameworks, so it can align to their objective security standards? Like there's so many frameworks. Okay, what I think they need to do, they need to employ a larger cybersecurity of maybe risk and compliance officers, like you know, make them know and where this is where we need to go, what we need to do, how can they go about it? Well, uh, frameworks are very, very helpful. <laughs> They're excellent. Compliance, though, is not necessarily as as helpful to have a successful security program. You, you'll often hear security professionals say compliance does not equal security. So compliance with something where you're just getting you're just doing things to check the boxes to say that you're you've gotten them done does not necessarily mean that you are effectively protecting the company <laughs> um, however frameworks like the NIST cybersecurity framework version 2.0 just came out this week that those are very helpful because those give you the recommendations and the uh, and the concepts of what should you have in place to meet certain levels of security standards and then therefore reduce your risk. And it's a lot more flexible than compliance uh, tend to be. So it's, it's using frameworks is really good, but you also have to adapt it to your organization. Because what I was saying in the answer to the first, your first question, every company is different and every industry is different. So you have to really understand your company and your industry to be able to know how to apply these frameworks, to use them to your benefit. Mm, thank you so much. Very much for that. Um, I want to know. Um, this there's this popular should I say this famous quote that um, cybersecurity is an organizational problem, not just a technical problem. Do you agree with this, and why? Oh yes, I I agree with that. Um, and also the shift of the last few years that we're seeing uh, shows that. The industry agrees with that as well, because chief information security officers uh, are no longer very technical, just technical. They have to also understand technology, but be able to apply it to the business, align with the business to be able to support the business and have security become a business enabler. Um, and that's the tricky part. But I think 
because we've seen that change over the past few years where it's not just a technical function but it's also a business function that shows that it is an organizational um function it is an organizational issue and not just focused on technology that's what makes well one of the things that makes a CISO's job so hard is because you have to not only have the technical understanding but you also need to what i call play nice in the sandbox with other um other functional leaders and the rest of the company and be able to negotiate and align with the business and position security as an enabler and market security it's very difficult to to do and so now you have to do both of those things to be effective mm-hmm. uh, so yeah it's not just a technical problem anymore <laughs> you know you, you have to understand um several other soft skills um and also marketing okay thank you very much it was so nice um i want to take i just wanted you to drop like the key for out there what's that one diverse can drop for them that would help them that would enable their business that also affect um, their strategic objectives um you went in and out there what is the one tip that i would have for for a company yeah security all just companies out there like that could like you know enable their business strengthening their um cyber security um practices ah okay uh actually my one tip is uh, aligned it is very close to what i was just talking about my one tip is that many times the security function is put in the IT or engineering or the technical function so it reports up to a chief technology officer for example or a chief information officer which is also a technical function because it's seen as a security function and that's not the case anymore security is not just security it is not just a technical function as as i was saying so it's all about risk and reducing risk so it's my tip is if you want to have true security foundational practices baked into your company so that your risk is truly reduced across the board um then you need to put the security function under uh a a non-technical reporting structure so put it under legal for example because legal understands risk they understand risk reduction or put it uh directly reporting to the CEO for example that's tough to do but there's another option but don't automatically put security under technology because that's what happens all the time and it's not just a technology function it's also a conflict of interest because many findings and gaps that you have are that need to be need to be remediated by the engineering teams for example so if you are reporting to the same manager as the engineering teams are then you are not working you are not 
um, able to present the case to reduce the risk. You essentially have to do what your manager is telling you that you have to do because they're your manager. But your manager is also thinking about the engineering side, which tends to focus on keeping the systems going and maintaining uptime and making sure operations are moving, which can be slightly different from what security's goals are. Um, but if you are reporting to the same manager, that's a conflict of interest. Olivia and thank you to the audience for listening for sticking it to the end with us well I have few tips for organizations on how to improve their security postures one make sure that you conduct regular security posture assessments Two, consistently monitor networks and software for vulnerabilities three define which department owns what risk and assign managers to specific risk. Four, regularly analyze gaps in your security controls. Five, define a few key security metrics. And lastly, don't forget that security is everyone's responsibility. Thank you. Mm-hmm.